Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, we are back with an instant reaction podcast following Miami's 45-31 to 31 loss to Middle Tennessee State. Can't believe I just said that, but it happened. Um, we are here. Uh... Gabby, I mean, I don't know where to start, honestly, a podcast like this. Just really bad ball all the way around. Uh, Middle Tennessee State was the better team on offense. They were also the better team on defense. Um, you know, I think the the most disappointing thing to me, Gabby, is I th- I thought when you bring in a coach like Mario Cristobal, who is established, has a successful track record at Oregon. Um, I thought these kind of WTF head scratcher losses were in the past. So that's that's kind of what makes this loss tough. I think this. I think it's fair game to have the conversation of which is a worse loss, this or the FIU loss of Manny Diaz's first season. It's it's in that category. And I think you could make the argument, considering the context of expectations and how, again, Mario Cristobal was brought here to not have these type of losses. Um, he's not learning on the job. That's what makes this loss very defeating, crushing. It's brutal. So I guess let's just start big picture. I mean, obviously, Gabby, I don't know. I'm not really handing handing you handing you off in a good way here, but just uh, big picture wise, how's this loss hit you? Yeah, um, I think similar emotions, just like I just I I didn't expect to be having this conversation right now, Um, you know, just with a a loss to to Middle Tennessee State. Um, I mean, it's just kind of like a a loss for words type of moment where it's 
it's just like, how did we get here? Uh, how did we get here so quickly? Um, I felt like I was so encouraged about the way the team performed, you know, especially on defense uh, against Texas A&M a week ago. Um, and then to kind of flip right in. And again, I think that this game kind of set up really well. Um, this is a team that, you know, I feel like I, I do feel like a lot obviously fell Middle Tennessee's way, but, uh, you know, did not look good against James Madison, who, you know, is in their first year in the FBS. I, I mean, this is just kind of an unexplainable loss to me. I mean, I, I didn't walk into. Yeah, it's an embarrassing loss and, you know, definitely didn't show up here with a shred of doubt that uh, Miami was going to walk in well you know walk out of here with a with a win i thought that they would probably comfortably cover that 25 point spread and uh you know really i feel like it's a there's a lot kind of running through my mind right now but um it's just i I think just really disappointment and uh you you talked about the fiu loss and yeah i think considering the context uh you know with mario cristobal being here i mean just won two pack 12 titles at oregon was nearly uh you know in the playoff last year at one point was like you know kind of in the conversation before they lost to utah uh you know late in the season um for this team to kind of drop this game uh you know obviously with tyler van dyke coming back and the way that that all that went even with uh, having to replace a quarterback um just did not did not expect any of this and uh you know i think everyone's rightfully disappointed and upset and uh you know, I kind of think that this is this is on them. You know, this is on on the program, and I just think too much has been invested into Miami over the last, you know, 10, 10, 10 or so months for losses like this to sort of keep happening. So yeah, just overall, just really, really disappointed. Yeah, it's embarrassing. So you know, as much as I don't want to get into the game, let's do it. Um, you know, offense came out terrible. Uh, I think it was Tyler's first two passing attempts yeah. were, were interceptions. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you could just see the confidence leak from him as the game progressed. Um, he was eventually replaced by Jake Garcia, who I did think provided a little bit of a spark. Um, the crowd certainly was sparked by him coming into the game. His final stats were 10 of 19 for 169 yards. I think, you know, he had three or four incompletions at the end, which kind of skew those final stats um, as, you know, he was just chucking the ball to try and, I don't know, get some chunk yards at the end of the game. But I do think it is fair to say that we learned something with this quarterback move. And, you know, I think there is value beyond just, you know, when, when you make a quarterback switch like that, I think you can learn, okay, is it is it a quarterback issue or is it an offense issue? And while I do think there is still some issues with this offense as a whole, it's hard to ignore that Jake Garcia moved the ball better than Tyler did. And this is a bottom line business. And for whatever reason, Jake Garcia is better or appears to be better in this Josh Gaddis offense than Tyler Van Dyke is. Um, so I think, you know, going into the bye week, there's going to be a quarterback competition, all that stuff. But I think it's hard to not expect uh, Jake to probably get the start against North Carolina because 
he really did provide that much of a lift. It was, it was, I, I, I can't explain what is happening with Tyler because it goes beyond just adjusting to a new scheme to me because he's missing some routine throws that he normally, ju- I mean, any scholarship quarterback can make. So there seems to be some mental stuff going on there, unfortunately, um, which is hampering his performance. Um, I think Frank Latson, who I, it seemed like he might have got a little nicked up in the second half. I, I can't tell exactly what it is, but he was on the stationary bike. But the first half, he was really good. Six for 65. Um, made some contested catches. Keyshawn Smith uh, came alive in the second half with Jake Garcia in the game. Um, Will Mallory, 10 targets, four receptions. I kind of need more production there. Mike Redding, eight targets, two receptions. I'd like to see more production there. Running game was putrid. Um, Quite frankly, the offensive line lost the battle on the line of scrimmage today, which was a big issue for Middle Tennessee State. Sorry, it's raining now uh, at Hard Rock, if you hear that. Um, Offensive line got worked. Eight tackles for loss, four sacks. It took fourth down conversions for Miami to move the ball on offense. They had eight fourth down attempts, and they did convert five of them. But this is Middle Tennessee State. Um, Red zone offense was kind of not great again for, you know, the caliber of opponent you're playing. Five trips, 21 points. Um, Let's take the conversation here, Gabby. I don't know. Sometimes this Josh Gaddis offense makes me scratch my head. And it, it, I will say this, it made me scratch my head more so when Tyler was in the game. Like, I feel like he's just playing, he's, his passing plays are like within a 10 yard box. And it's like, like the first pick that Tyler threw, like Will Mallory, they're, they're playing out of a bunch formation and Will Mallory runs like a what, three or four yard out. And it's like, I mean, what's kind of the point of that? Like, okay, you catch the ball four yards away and get tackled immediately. I don't know. I just wish there was more of a downfield element to this offense. And for whatever reason, we did kind of see that when Jake Garcia got in the game. I don't understand why it's not there when Tyler's in the game. um, Other than just Jake seems to click better with this offense. I don't know. I'm rambling. This offense stinks. Gabby, your thoughts? Yeah. um, No, I mean, I I mean, I agree with like, you know, it it just felt like when Jake kind of got in there, everything just kind of opened up. And I remember I was just kind of looking over, you know, kind of like the big play yardage. I think uh, at the point where Tyler Van Dyke got pulled from the game, uh, Miami's longest gain was 16 yards. And then uh, Jake Garcia's first throw, uh, I think, is... The thir- I don't know if it was the 39-yarder first to Keyshawn Smith. I think that was the first throw he made, right? And then he goes like 22 yards to, to Will Mallory. So his first two pass attempts went for more yards than any play that Miami ran, uh, you know, at you know pre- at any previous point. Um, yeah, and I don't know, man. It just feels like, I don't know, for the baseball people out there, it feels like Tyler Van Dyke just kind of has the yips. I mean, I feel like he's in his head a lot right now. 
Um, I do think he's lost some of that confidence that he found, uh, you know, last year. Um, I, I mean, I, it feels like there's something going on between the ears that is is just not clicking. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure if it's if it's the offense and him not feeling fully comfortable in it. But I mean, David, like you mentioned, I, I do think that this is just. I mean, it's just a bottom line business. Like, I mean, you you need to win games, and uh, you know, if Jake Garcia gives you the better chance to win games, then you know, maybe that's maybe that's the direction that they go in. But you know, I I, I fully expect them to have a full quarterback competition. Um, and kind of see what comes out of that and honestly uh you know i i think that jake garcia and uh you know the natural like charisma he has you know he does have a little bit of like that natural swagger a little bit more of that like maybe just natural confidence i think could potentially you know give this offense a boost i mean he did take a shot to Keyshawn smith and honestly he made a great throw like you know i, I thought it was a, a well-placed ball i mean he gave his, his guy a, an opportunity to make a play and and he did so um you know if, if we're gonna get more of that i mean i'm kind of on board but um you kind of gotta let these dudes duke it out and i i, I mean really where, what i was most disappointed with was just how the offensive line really just got whipped around all night i mean i i was just that that was just not something that I saw happening in this game and with you know understanding the context that David I know we talked about how uh middle Tennessee came into this game you know one of the top like creating generating one of the most havoc plays uh you know of any defense in the country uh you know to this point um but man that was that was really really disappointing and yeah man I mean it's I'm not really sure what to make of this of of the offense um yeah I mean it's it's it, it just doesn't feel like it, it, it's just it's really working i don't know i feel like they kind of got to go back to the drawing board here on the bye week and just figure out how they can best utilize this personnel um you know to just kind of move the ball and i think just from all scopes of this they need to just look at it and just be like what can we do better for for these guys to kind of or for us to kind of you know just produce better results because you know it's it, they they got they, i mean this team can't lay a, a season-long egg i don't think that this program can afford that again like i mentioned earlier it's not something that they paid for that's not like what these people signed up to do so these guys got to figure something out and figure something out quickly because uh you know i think they got to get this thing rolling so the offense has been has been worse compared to the defense uh as a whole this season but i would probably argue in this game the defense was worse than the offense somehow somehow the defense played worse than the offense did um the defense allowed 507 yards 408 passing yards middle tennessee state had three plays of 69 yards or more that went for each of those plays went for a touchdown so you know it miami did their best to get back in this game at times you know they they did have a little momentum at times and then middle tennessee state would hit a big play and you know i will admit you know i mean i don't understand the approach to defending the air raid today um you know there's there's more than one way to skin a cat right but generally speaking when you are defending an air raid the way you do it is you drop back into zone defenses and you know generally speaking you drop eight people back into coverage and make an air raid 
have to methodically work the way down the field with 15 yard or 15 play drives. That's not the approach Kevin Steele took today. Um, they played man coverage and air raid. That's what air raids want to do. Now, on the flip side, you could argue Miami's DBs should be able to man up Middle Tennessee State's wide receivers all day long. I don't disagree with that. Um, but again, I kind of said this in the preview. When you're defending the, the air raid, you're defending a scheme. You're defending a system. And the system wants man coverage. And they got those looks. And they made Miami pay. They made Miami look terrible on the back end. So, you know, not a great game for Kevin Steele today either, in my opinion. Um, six tackles for loss. I think two sacks, maybe one sack. They're actually decent on third down, third, three of 12. Uh, Middle Tennessee State only converted three of 12. So, but explosive plays and... That Middle Tennessee State quarterback ain't that good. Come on. I mean, coming into today, he was averaging like 200 passing yards a game. Um, he threw for 408 today. So, I don't know. The defense <laughs> was really bad today. Yeah, no, I mean, it was it was terrible. Um, <laughs> I mean, I kind of look back at that, just that 14-point swing where Miami's kind of going for it at the goal line. Uh, an opportunity to kind of... Uh, you score a touchdown, you get stuffed, stuffed at the one, and then you give up a 99-yard touchdown. I mean, that's like that 14-point swing. I'm not saying it made, made it was a make-or-break play because obviously Miami was still down a couple scores. But, I mean, you, I just feel like you just can't get burned by a middle Tennessee wide receiver for 99 yards. And, yeah, maybe they shouldn't have been in man. And, you know, maybe, you right. know. I, I, but I think, you, I think that's a point of just – you know kind of looking back at Kevin Steele it's like knowing your personnel like I don't know that DJ Ivy is the guy that you want to that you want to put on an island and say hey cover this guy in this air raid offense where you know I don't think Miami's defensive line did the greatest job of of getting home today um or or make an adjustment like yeah after the first explosive play against man coverage maybe you go away from that yeah no I think there's a lot there's a lot to look at and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I mean, we're going to watch this game back. Are we? Tomorrow. Maybe. I mean, I probably will. Just to, you know, I'm a, I'm a glutton for punishment. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it was really frustrating. I mean, I just thought a lot of the positives we kind of saw last week, we just kind of saw the, the like, an immediate regression. And, um, you know, that's just not – it was it just was not fun to watch. There was nothing – there was just nothing good, really, to take away from this game. Like, I don't know – I don't know how we got here so quickly, and it's just really, really disappointing. Yeah, not a good showing by everyone. Players, coaches, yeah. they all kind of got beat today by Middle Tennessee State, which is embarrassing. Um, recruiting minute. Yeah, Gabby, there were recruits there, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Um, what are the takeaways? Yeah, I mean, on, I mean, it it is what it is. Uh, I mean, I really, I do feel like, I guess, the recruits that I did talk to, Malik Bryant, the commit, he was really overwhelmingly positive, you know, like, he's going to keep this thing together. 
Um, you know, he says his next announcement is going to be how he's shutting his recruitment down. He did go to Florida. He said that was nothing. He went to, went to go watch a friend play or whatever. Doesn't plan on getting anywhere else. Said that he is all locked in, bought in with the program. Uh, Nathaniel Ray Ray Joseph, I mean, was just kind of talking about advocating for the class. He's going to kind of rally the troops. And, uh, you know, while we were recording this podcast, he, he did exactly that. He sent out a tweet tagging everyone saying, you know, we're kind of here, we're bought in all that stuff. So it seems like he's going to take on that role of just, you know, trying to keep this whole thing together. Cause obviously when things like this happen, it can get shaky. Um, I think that's to be expected. So, um, I think Ray Ray, you know, was really going to kind of take that upon himself to, keep it all together talk to Damari Brown the top 247 cornerback he was kind of astonished you know it it felt like the result of the game like you know impacted him like it impacted his night like he felt like he was just like speechless like Damari or Damari Brown yeah I mean I felt like he was just kind of like you know really just like surprised at the result obviously but he did say that he could see how he was needed uh, obviously with the corners and you know again Kevin Steele's man coverage scheme he feels like you know he can uh, play some of that man so, but you know the result is uh you know not obviously what you wanted to see uh fresh intel he did say he's gonna officially visit florida state in october when they host clemson and then he will be back when miami hosts florida state here at hard rock stadium for his last official visit which will be in november uh tyler williams you know respectfully said he wasn't ready to that he didn't want to talk uh he makes an announcement on tuesday his commitment so that's to be expected and uh you know still waiting for some intel on how uh you know Miami's kind of feeling in that recruitment so don't want to speak on it too much so that's pretty much the best I got for the recruiting minute or two all right tough day um we'll see you know Miami's invested heavily in the program invested heavily in some big time coaches it's time for them to step up make some hard decisions and go get results so um Unfortunately, Miami's off now for a week, um, and then North Carolina comes to town. So uh, we'll do some sort of podcast, probably not Sunday, uh, sometime Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, we need some time to recover from this. And um, wish we had some better analysis for you guys, but till next time, take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.